Facebook, Amazon, Netflix, Google. What makes them industry giants? Get ready to take a peek inside and learn their secrets of success. This is Silicon Valley Insider, the show that demystifies the valley and helps to elevate your business to the next level. Now, your host for Silicon Valley Insider, Keith Koo. Welcome to Silicon Valley Insider. I am your host, Keith Koo. On today's show, I have returning guest, Chris Fitzgerald, who is the Chief Technology Officer of NTT Data Services. And we're going to talk about the NTT Data Open Innovation 10.0 competition, a contest designed for startups all around the world to submit their business ideas and improve their customers' lives. In this week's tech news, all the stories are related to data and data privacy. First up, if you are an Apple user and you use the Safari browser, Apple's getting more serious about protecting how you are traced online. So what they've done is they've told developers who code to their site, the Safari browser, that they are putting in anti-tracking measures. And that's where people who say they don't want to be tracked while viewing things online, that you actually don't track them. Apple stated that if you actually try to circumvent their controls, they will take aggressive steps up to and including considering you malware. Next up, if you use a Google Nest camera, Google just stated publicly that they will not allow you to turn off the LED light. Now that's caused some consternation because there's people who say, well, I need it because I don't want to alert thieves that they're being monitored or we use it as a baby monitor and we don't want the babysitters know we're tracking them. Uh, Google made a statement that they are committed to privacy and that there will be a clear visual indicator anytime you use one of their cameras. The Europe's leading biometric security vendor, Suprema, they were told that they had a breach. And Suprema is a South Korean company. They said that over 27.8 million records or 23 gigabits of data were discovered. And these are things like facial recognition, um, images, as well as biometric fingerprints. Uh, It took a while for Suprema to respond. And since they do have European Union countries as part of the customers, GDPR is in effect. Also, it was stated that out of the 10 countries that were had data leaked, the U.S. is one of them. And in last news, Capital One, we talked about the big data breach a couple weeks back. It turns out that Paige Thompson, the alleged hacker, actually hacked more than 30 companies. The government hasn't yet disclosed which 30 companies they are, but they also said it was weird that they had not actually had any intention of what they were going to do with that stolen data. So I'll talk a little bit more about data theft in the Cyber Tip of the Week, and that's the tech news. Welcome back to the show. Once again, I have returning guests, Chris Fitzgerald, who is the Chief Technology Officer of Entity Data. Welcome back, Chris. Thank you, Keith. Appreciate coming back. And Chris, I was just joking offline that I think it's hotter here in California than it is in Texas right now where you're located. Exactly. Well, you know, we had our highest day ever a couple of days ago, but now we're down back to the 90s again, which for us is actually quite pleasant. <laughs> well, yeah, it's, it's, it's uh, gotten close to 100 here, which for us is boiling. So, Chris, uh, I know today we're going to talk a lot about NTT and the this year's Open Innovation Contest, but I wanted to just get a refresher on who you are and what NTT Data is all about. 
appreciate that. So a couple of things. So NTT Data Services, which is the affect the Americas division, is an IT services business that really is focused on driving outcomes that keep our clients a step ahead of the digital world. We're headquartered in Plano, Texas. We have about 50,000 professionals worldwide. They really work with customers to address their challenges today, tomorrow, help them jumpstart basically transformation towards digital, things such as cloud, customer experience, business processes, et cetera. We're a division of NTT Corporation, uh, who is actually the ones hosting this competition, which is about a $20 billion IT business, 118,000 employees, 50 countries, driving this discussion of transformation. Wow, that's just massive scale. And I mean, I, I've had a long history with NTT and its and its a lot of its acquisitions. Um, what is specifically the focus? I mean, I know there's a change in themes this year. What is specifically the theme of the NTT Open Innovation Contest for this year? Well, the key thing for us is still how do we drive and engage with the open marketplace, the communities of startups, to drive innovation and transformation for our clients. And our goal this year was to really align ourselves for some of the key things we're going after, such as next generation healthcare, you know, a different kind of a fintech environment. So it's key around those different pieces. So same approach as last year, but key a little differently is around the orientation to it. Yeah, and I know we'll get into a lot of the specifics in another segment. I just want to say how pleased I was to have you and Eric Clark, who's the GM of NTT Data North America, on last year, just to talk about this really great competition. I was able to participate in the Menlo Park, and we had a few shows that talked about the outcomes, not just for the Silicon Valley-based companies, but for the world. And I wanted you to take a few moments just to talk about those outcomes for the companies that participated in that contest. No, I- Thank you, Keith. And, and that really is the, the really, I think, the important piece and fun piece of this competition is is not only did the finalists who was, in the case of California, Iodium, in the case of Boston was Catalina Health, not only did we do work with them afterwards and they go to Japan, but many of the actual finalists beyond that, we've had client discussions with people like Philem and others about how we can bring their solutions into our client models and drive outcomes. So, this is really about engaging our client ecosystem, taking advantage of these offerings, and give access to these companies to a wide range of, of companies to do business with. Right. And I, I remember um, having all three of them on the show, and Iodium was an industrial IoT platform, Catalia was a uh, medical tech innovation, and Filament was a blockchain agnostic uh, automotive data provider that would offboard like Daimler Chrysler's data onto a platform of their choice, whether it be Hyperledger or Ethereum. And I thought those were all really speaks to the types of innovation, this broad range of categories that entity data can actually work with, which I thought was very, very impressive. Yeah, it was interesting. And one more than that was Motion Loft, which was an IoT with cameras for, for example, cities, smart cities, that we actually found out through the competition was also a partner with us in Las Vegas, gave us a chance to be engaged and work with them on new customer projects beyond Las Vegas. Well, I I think that really speaks to the power of having a large technology provider like NTT Data behind these companies, is that you help them scale and actually actually come up with different use cases they might not have even thought of. Uh, One of the things that was very coincidental, and I just found out that uh, Aeronide, a drone as a service company out of Florida that I advise, has been one of... Flightbase's first customers has been using the operating system for three years. Uh, so that was just a, a, a really cool surprise. Exactly. With just the minute we have left, I want to talk about what's in store for the rest of the show. 
in the next segments, we'll be talking about specifically some of the use cases that the NTT data competition is designed for. We're going to talk about how you can get involved, and we're going to talk about what predictions Chris has uh, for technology and beyond. If you already know, if you're a startup and you already know you want to participate, you can come engage in two ways. One is email is officeofcto at nttdata.com or go to the website oi.nttdata.com slash en, and for Nancy, slash contest. Or if you come to the svin.biz website, you can do a direct click to the contest site as well. Any questions or comments, email us at info at svin.biz, and we'll be right back with more of Chris Fitzgerald from NTT Data. The NTT Open Innovation Contest 10.0 is now open for submissions. Interested startups should definitely check this out. Your company could win up to $100,000 of funding and win a trip to Tokyo to get shepherded by NTT Data's ecosystem. Go to oi.nttdata.com or svn.biz for more information. For questions or comments on today's program, call one 828 7846 That's 888-828-SVIN. Now, back to Silicon Valley Insider. Once again, your host, Keith Koo. Hey, Insiders. Welcome back to Silicon Valley Insider with Keith Koo. Once again, I'm joined with Chris Fitzgerald, who's the Chief Technology Officer of NTT Data out of Plano, Texas. Welcome back, Chris. Thank you, Keith. So, Chris, today's show, we're talking all about NTT Data and the Open Innovation Contest 10.0. I wanted to ask you, because I was involved with last year's contest 9.0, what were some of the impacts that resulted from last year's contest? Great question, Keith. So, so a couple of them. One was the winners of the contest. So, for example, in the case of the U.S., it was Iodium, an IoT company out of the out of the California, and also a company called Catalina Health. We engaged with them first of all globally in Japan, where they met other companies, other opcos, and number two with that is with our client base. So, working with our customers, for example, with a large healthcare group out of Florida on how they might use the Catalina Health System to drive different patient experience when they're home. So how do they drive certain kind of procedures or do follow-ups and so forth with the elderly? In the case of IOD, I'm working with some of our large manufacturing companies who have lots of devices. How do I manage those in a different way? Because IOD kind of brought an overall IoT management framework to manage legacy-type devices. So many client engagements that have been very exciting to both the companies and ourselves. That's great. Thanks, Chris. So I wanted to talk a little bit about some of the specific challenges that we're looking at this year. What are some of the ones that interest you? Well, a couple of them. One that I'm uh, really interested in is what we're calling healthcare for the underserved population. So how do you think about whether you're using artificial intelligence, automation, IoT wearables, et cetera? How do you engage and drive better impact with that? And a problem people typically have is, For the underserved, typically, if they've got a problem, they run to the emergency room of a hospital, which isn't the best place to go because it's very busy. If they're not really an emergency, they're waiting in line for someone for hours, and it's not the best place to get their care versus for that same company, there might be a clinic a few miles away that can provide better service for them in real time. How do you engage that population, drive the kind of outcomes? No one's figured this out. So are there companies out there that can help us change that? from whether it's wearables, mobile, social, we don't know, but better care for the underserved. Oh, that's great. Actually, uh, I just came to me a company that I know of that I'll have them submit. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent, thanks. And, and what's, what are some of the other challenges that uh, particularly are of interest to you? I know they're all important, but you, you yeah, definitely well, repulse. Security. 
there's, you know, you talked a part of your show earlier on about the Capital One pieces. There's a whole issue around operational technology security. So if you think about hacking into accounts, people all see the news, but think about hacking into a manufacturing line at a, at a company and changing the product mix on something that messes up the sales of it. So how do you protect these legacy big systems that are now all IoT enabled and get the network? So the whole idea of operational system security. That's a great point. I, I we had talked about it last year, where uh, one of the biggest publishing giants, I think it was Knight Ritter, they had their entire uh, publishing line hacked and ransomware, and they couldn't actually print newspapers. Exactly. And there was another case, just to hit this point. There was another case of a Taiwanese uh, either chip or PC manufacturer that was there. The malware was getting placed somewhere on the line itself. To your point, and that's just really scary to think that something or someone has infiltrated your supply chain at the manufacturing line. And so if yeah. there, there are solutions for that, that's, that'd be really powerful. Right. And then aligned to that also, think about account takeover in the life insurance business. How does someone take over your account, draw out the money? You don't even know about it. Okay. Where they're basically, in effect, spoofing IDs, getting your benefits out of it. The insurance company thinks it's fine, but when all of a sudden, when it's time for you to get there, it's not your account anymore. Yep, that is, that is actually... Life insur- and life insurance is key because people aren't transaction-oriented in the life insurance business. Right. <laughs> yeah. So those are very real-world problems and actually very scary things that if people could figure out solutions for, uh, could advance um, society a lot more. Exactly. So one of the things I think is really great about a competition like NTT Open Innovation 10.0 is that companies who get involved, first their question is, should I even submit? And I encourage them to submit because there's there's no cost to submit your idea onto the website and get qualified on whether this is a use case that is something that you're really looking at at Entity Data. And then uh, once you get through the competition process, and even if you don't win, if the idea is strong, um, there's been cases, as you mentioned earlier, Chris, where those companies are not only considered, but they're supported, and now you're getting global reach through NTT Data's entire ecosystem. So I wanted to talk a little bit more about how some of those success stories from previous contests. Well, a couple of them. One of them you mentioned, Flightbase, who was the global winner, but in fact, it was engagement beyond the country they competed in. You know, So they competed in India, but very quickly, they're linked in now to Italy, who's doing work with power companies around drone management for inspection. And so the key for us is that the U.S. winners are not just looking at the U.S. for business. We may see things that say, oh, wait a minute, this is IoT like IOTM. We've now linked them into Spain. There's large public works projects around IoT. So it's a chance to be exposed beyond just the geography of the U.S. in the global scale with all of our clients. Well, that that's really powerful. Uh, one thing I want to take a moment to say is, because you just brought it up, although we're covering primarily North America's contest right now. Um, I'm going to be at the Silicon Valley contest, which is November 21st at Plug and Play. So out of the 15 cities and 13 countries, I wanted to highlight a few more. So other locations in North America are Vancouver, British Columbia on October 29th and Boston on November 8th, Bangalore, India on September 9th. So how this works 15 cities and 13 countries, you can apply to any of them. Uh, For instance, you want to apply to Silicon Valley, we might suggest you apply to 
Vancouver or Boston because you might have a, a greater chance in the field. Um, all that's open to you. For more information, you can email officeofcto at nttdata.com. You can go to the website, oi.nttdata.com slash en slash contest, or come to the svin.biz website and click on the direct link. Hey, Chris, why don't you talk about if a company is one of the winners of the regional location, what it's like to go on to the Tokyo finals? Great question. So a couple of things. First of all, we even before Tokyo, we will sit down with that winner and develop kind of a business impact business case, how to engage with them, at least in our region. So we, even before Japan, begin talking about engaging them with our client base. We will also prep them for competing in Japan because all the winners go there and they'll the semifinals and then go on to the finals. Um, actually, last year, all of our U.S. contestants made the finals and were in the final selection. As a matter of fact, Iodium was number two in the overall global competition. Then, in fact, we'll be there with them in Japan, uh, help them get through it, provide coaching, counseling, and make sure they are best equipped in, to win the competition. Oh, that's great. I am, that's a lot of support. It is. And there's one key change from last year. Last year, it was more of a business in kind. This year, there actually is a financial incentive to win also. So it's not just work in kind. There's actually financial incentives for being the winner. That's great news, Chris. So what are those financial incentives? Well, this year, two things. Of course, the travel for the winners to Japan are provided by us. Secondarily, up to $100,000 of financial assistance is provided to the grand champion winner in Tokyo. That's significant. So I think with just the time left we have in this segment, I want to reiterate that if you are a startup, um, it doesn't matter what stage you are, you have a great idea that's relevant to some of the categories, which you can find more information at their website, oi.nttdata.com slash en slash contest, or email at officeofcto at nttdata.com, or just come to the svin.biz website on the direct link. You can find out all about the challenges, the categories, and a reinforcement of what the incentives are. So don't go away, because in our next segment, we'll be talking more about these specific challenges and use cases with Chris Fitzgerald of NTT Data. If you have any questions or comments, email us at info at svn.biz, and we'll be right back. The NTT Open Innovation Contest 10.0 is now open for submissions. Interested startups should definitely check this out. Your company could win up to $100,000 of funding and win a trip to Tokyo to get shepherded by NTT Data's ecosystem. Go to oi.nttdata.com or svn.biz for more information. For questions or comments on today's program, call 1-888-828-7846. That's 888-828-SVIN. Now, back to Silicon Valley Insider. Once again, your host, Keith Koo. Welcome back to Silicon Valley Insider. I'm your host, Keith Koo. Today on the show, I am joined with Chris Fitzgerald, who's the Chief Technology Officer of NTT Data, and we're talking about the Open Innovation Contest (laughs) 10.0. So in this week's cyber tip, I'm going to go to a theme of things that I talk about all the time because it's just very near and dear to my heart. So I talked about earlier about Capital One's massive data breach and how the attacker, the attacker might have now compromised over 30 companies, even though not clear of what they were going to do with that information. Here's a headline is that Amazon refuses blame for Capital One. So why would Amazon be refusing blame for Capital One's data breach? So here's the deal. 
Capital One got hacked, and the data that got hacked was sitting in something called AWS or Amazon Web Services S3, which is a storage bucket. And so Capital One was implying that it's a vendor's fault, which in this case was Amazon. And Amazon is really saying, well, we're not at fault because all we did was provide you open space. So I've used this analogy a few times. Open space would be like an open field. So when you rent space at a cloud provider, Amazon's an open field, Microsoft's getting an open garage. In any case, it's up to you as the customer to secure your space or put a padlock on your garage. And so Congress got involved because they said they wanted to talk to Amazon about why do all these breaches occur in their environment. So I actually feel bad for Amazon because it's really the way they set up their business was that their customers are responsible for their own security. And I think the more things happen, the more pressure will be put on IT vendors such as AWS or Google or Microsoft to protect their customers from themselves. But as we say often in the vendor risk, third-party risk world, that you can outsource your activity, but you cannot outsource the risk and you're ultimately responsible. And that's the Cyber Tip of the Week. Welcome back to Silicon Valley Insider with Keith Koo. Today I'm joined with Chris Fitzgerald, who is the Chief Technology Officer of NTT Data's headquarters out of Plano, Texas. Welcome back, Chris. Thank you, Keith. So earlier in the show, we were talking again about the NTT Data Open Innovation Contest 10.0. We're focusing on the Silicon Valley Contest, which will be November 21st at Plug and Play's headquarters. But we're also talking about the contest overall. It's going to be in 15 cities in 13 countries with various dates. If uh, you want to know again up front how to participate, you can go to the oi.nttdata.com slash en slash contest website. You can email officeofcto at nttdata.com or you can go to the svn.biz website and click on direct link. So Chris, tell us again, what is this contest and what is it like? So first of all, this is a way for NTT data to really engage the startup community to drive real-world client problems and link to challenges that our clients give us every day. And to go outside of our box and work with companies who are in the different spaces of, of beginning startup or running to solve those problems. And the key for us is, is looking at real-world problems. As an example, if I may, Keith, you know, one of my favorites is healthcare for the underserved. How do you provide health care so that someone who doesn't normally go to a doctor doesn't always rush to the emergency room where they'd be waiting in line, often a long time, often in places very, very hectic, versus maybe two blocks away is a clinic that's also available the same way. They get right in and get better care at a better value for them. Yeah, and especially with the population increasing and longer lifespans, it, it, and just from personal experience with my own parents, I know that this is becoming a bigger and bigger challenge. Well, along with that, there's the second challenge around reducing the need for inpatient care. How do we look at the, you know, the whole model was designed around clinical. I have to go to a clinic. I have to go to a hospital. And we're looking at the second challenge is, well, wait a minute, are there different ways to provide delivery and care coordination, reducing the need for inpatient or institutional care, because that could actually provide more, call it in the home or where you need it, uh, health in a much better way. For, think of the elderly, disabled, et cetera. Right. Right. And, and there's quite a few challenges overall. There's fintech, insurance, and payments. Yes. There's also one around just AI transparency and bias. We all think about 
you know, how do I know if, if AI is making a decision on my behalf? Well, what was the background to make sure that it's not biased? How do I understand what it used? And so forth. So our challenge there is how do you provide in a very simple way, how do you, in effect, de-black de box this piece to understand is there a bias? Is the data an issue? So that makes it easier for companies to understand are they serving their customers in the right way and not using skewed data or insufficient data to create the answer. Yeah, I think that's a great point. I know of a company that says they're doing algorithmic bias detection differently than other uh, methods, and I know they're very interested in participating in this contest, so I'm glad you brought that perfect. up. That was perfect. So some of the other categories, automotive, what do you think about um, are some of the innovations coming down the pipe in there? Well, I look at automotive a bit of the supply chain or manufacturing. So one of the issues there is what they're calling is, is your operational system security. So think of your automotive manufacturing. How do I make sure that something doesn't get hacked in there and puts the wrong parts in or wrong pieces or wrong software into a car or something else manufacturing-wise? And how do you protect those systems? Because it's a big challenge in how do I make sure that that's happening? Because we have a lot of security around IT. How do you add that to your industrial systems? Well, I think there's not only the industrial system, so making sure that in the manufacturing process it's secure. But I also worry just in terms of IoT that as we move things to the edge and every single device that could be on the network in itself could be compromised or hacked. Uh, that's scary. It is. It is. But linking to that also is a little bit of, of, you know, as we all hear about this thing called 5G, well, what does that mean in kind of our next generation factory? You know, because that's part of your at-the-edge discussion was how does, in effect, the network play a different role than traditional network does in that secure quality and speed? Right. And, and think about not just in the manufacturing, 5G, and the impact of that is what does the whole ecosystem have to adapt in order to integrate 5G? Correct. So you have categories in everything. You have physical stores and marketing. What, what are some of the thoughts around that? Well, how do you engage clients in a different, in a different experience as they walk into a store? Okay, how do you maybe make that kind of hybrid combination of web and store? So everyone kind of talks about e-commerce versus store. How do you make that more of a unified experience? How do you bring some of the into the store environments? Like, how do I maybe provide some of the things you could do in a store in the web? So can I look at myself in, in, the, in a mirror on my phone and see how something applies to me? Try clothes on and see how they look in the can. So it's, it's bringing some of the online experience we've gotten used to into a physical store environment. How do I pilot, example, a new product to see if the packaging would make sense to a customer? Because one of our customers recently repackaged their product line and their sales dropped dramatically. What they didn't realize is everybody had looked for a certain color of package as this was their brand. They decided to take the color to be more transparent, and nobody said they could find their brand anymore. And they hadn't done a piling of that first to say, oh, what would be the impact if someone can't find this color? That's really interesting. Uh, things you never think about that doesn't even show up in market research sometimes. Exactly. Uh, um, smart automation, what, what are your thoughts around that? Well, this is a bit of using the whole idea of, of predictive failure. And so we have a large customer who does a lot of manufacturing with steel, spot welding. You know, if that welder goes out, the plant's down for, for days sometimes. If I can understand based on certain detection pieces and algorithms that, hey, there's a failure about to happen, I can schedule an outage for 20 minutes, move that device and fix it. So it's much more about how do I drive that part of it and then on the other side of it is, how do I use AI to look at some of the things I've manufactured, 
in the case of one of our customers who's in the packaging and bread business, how can I inspect the materials at the end to understand, have I packed them correctly? Are there this many to the box? Are they done the right way? So using AI at the end of the process to, in fact, improve the quality of the outcome. Hmm. Here's a category I want to hear more about, disruptive social innovation. <laughs> you know, it's, it's, to us, it's, real, it's a reality. Of, it's, 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 I'll call it open. It is one that, in my mind, is let's not constrain the question. And so people all talk about fintech and suretech. I know you're very actively involved in that. But is there something else out there that might really change the question? Think of recently how Apple got in the credit card business. Okay, They're actually now a bank to issue a card. A, in effect, though, the card, they issue a physical card, has no card number on it. Mm-hmm. It's tied to your phone digital. So they're disrupting a very traditional network of bank-issued MasterCard Visa. We're saying is, hey, before we get disrupted by somebody else, we love folks to say, in our industries, in our client bases, what's that disruptive piece we haven't thought about in these questions? So it's a bit of the, I haven't thought about it, tell me some different ideas. Yeah, thank, thank you for the explanation for these categories. Uh, one thing I thought would be very helpful for somebody thinking about participating is walk us through what it's like to go through the contest. Perfect. So start out by kind of a registration. Um, we, have, we have a variety of VCs will come in there. So it's our clients. Uh, we have press in there, VCs, as you know, came in the last one here. Have a registration. We make sure that the candidates get set up, that their systems are already, demos, et cetera, are set up for it. Um, then, in fact, we'll have an opening session. We'll kind of introduce everybody to what the program is and kind of an uh, open ceremony piece. And then we'll begin what I like to kind of call the speed dating. We will go through kind of the first five, and it's roughly about seven minutes each to tell us about their story, and then about two to three minutes of open questions. Okay? Take a break, and then the same thing with the next five. We will then, in fact, the judges will then go offline, and for the participants, there'll be a keynote speaker that comes from this piece, and we'll go ahead and do our evaluation. We'll come back for the award ceremony, and then at the end, of course, reception, drinks, casual, and a chance for clients and other people and customers to meet with these people. So they're, they're not done when the contest is over. We want to make sure there's networking throughout to meet the various people. And at many of our events, we will have, in fact, also people from our NTT ventures and NTT investment areas be there meet these people also. And that's one of the real reasons I like the format of NTT's Open Innovation Contest uh, so much is that it's really your entire ecosystem in NTT listening to the pitches, making the decisions, and then going right into the networking and understanding how to help these companies develop their product and scale. Exactly. So just with a few seconds we have left in the segment, I want to just once again say if you're interested in participating in the NTT Open Innovation Contest 10.0, no matter where you're on the world, Go find the information on oi.nttdata.com slash en slash contest. You can email Chris's office at officeofcto at nttdata.com, or you can come to the svin.biz website and click on the direct link. We will come back in the next segment with the pivot and talk about Chris's ideas for the future. The NTT Open Innovation Contest 10.0 is now open for submissions. Interested startups should definitely check this out. Your company could win up to $100,000 of funding and win a trip to Tokyo to get shepherded by NTT Data's ecosystem. Go to oi.nttdata.com or svn.biz for more information. For questions or comments on today's program, call 1-888-828-7846. That's 888-828-SVIN. Now, back to Silicon Valley Insider. Once again, your host, Keith Koo. Hey, Insiders. Welcome back to Silicon Valley Insider with Keith Koo. Today, I've been joined with Chris Fitzgerald, 
who is the chief technology officer of NTT Data. And we've spent the entire show talking about this year's NTT Data Open Innovation Contest 10.0. The submission period is now open. Welcome back, Chris. Thank you, Keith. So before we get into the pivot and some of your predictions, I wanted to just finish off from what we talked about in the last segment. What are some of the evaluation criteria and the judging process for the contest this year? Great question. So two things. The judges are a mixture of NTT data, executives, the VC community, and outside parties. So, for example, in Boston last year, we actually had some of our clients were actually in the judges panel. And they look at four basic areas. One is, number one, is the alignment to how we drive our business. How does it align to us? Number two is, in fact, the actual solution. You know, the interesting is how innovative, how unique. Number three is kind of the financial viability of this opportunity. You know, so where are they? How's it going? Where are they on their journey to being viable as a company? And fourth, and I would say not the least important, is how does this align to the United Nations 17 sustainability goals? Yeah, and I think that is a really great focus, not just for NTT, but for anyone considering how to impact the world, is that the UN has this defined 17 sustainability goals. Um, I've been participating for the last couple of years, and things like solving for poverty, hunger, women's rights, water quality goes on and on. I think that for putting the contest, directly tying it into these initiatives is a powerful statement. Yeah, thank you. So, I mean, for me, a couple of key ones, for example, good health and well-being. You know, we talked about several examples earlier about, you know, deliberate better health to the underserved. How do you provide, you know, less face-to-face health care? Key around that. You know, how do you create a decent work and, you know, environment? So to us is we want to make sure how we understand how those drive those impacts because most of our clients are also key involvement in their communities and driving a social good. Yes. And, and I think uh, a category of investment that's coming up more and more um, into the front of people's minds is impact investing and how you tie sustainability goals for people who are wanting to put their investment dollars in supporting those initiatives. Exactly. So thanks again, Chris. I mean, I think we've done a lot to cover this year's contest. Just a quick reminder again that the call for submissions is now. You can go to the oi.entitydata.com slash en slash contest for more information. You can email Chris's office at office of CTO at entitydata.com, and you can come to the svn.biz website and click on the direct link. Um, for the pivot section, Chris, and you're perfect for this, I wanted to talk about somebody in your role as chief technology officer of a major technology company. What are two or three predictions you have for the future? Well, so a couple of things that, that are, are right in my radar screen, and I, I'll use the word AI. I almost don't like using that word, Keith, because we're not there yet. I'm kind of a Turing test guy. But there's so much that is being driven today by data intelligence and what it has the opportunity of providing a better client experience, better outcomes, better products. So to me, I'm looking at where is that going and how is it being able to be used by the citizen data scientist and not requiring a rocket scientist to work it. Number two is automation in every aspect, okay? And it's, it's, it's a matter of how do I have conversational discussions? How can I get you know a conversation the way I want to? So it's not just forcing automation on effect a, a customer, but how do we engage with them in the right way? Because in many cases, how do we help them solve it themselves because they'd like to? So there's chat, bot, you know, AI, et cetera, and driving that. Hmm. I, 
think number three is all around transparency and trust. You know, how do we create these? I mean, we're, we're geeks. We're great in the tech space. But how do you do those and create a matter of transparency and trust with their customers, the endpoint side of it? So whether it's around AI ethics, which we published this year, whether it's around providing the transparency of, of bias, it's key because if we're going to get adoptability, we have to have that piece. And probably the fourth thing that I'm really interested in is a little bit of change is the whole aspect of quantum, Keith. Because if you think about the whole curve of, of computing and where it's gone in storage, we've kind of reached that plateau of where do you go? And some of our problems can't be solved easily. So the, the promise or premise of quantum is you can begin solving some of these problems that might have taken days or weeks before in a matter of seconds. And we've got one customer that, that in fact, they have very complicated delivery routes, you know, hundreds of vehicles, 100 locations every day. They drive 1 million miles of delivery a day. Wow. The ability for them possibly to dynamically reroute the trucks. And it's not a ways problem. It's not a matter of A to B. It's, no, go A-C-L-T-O dynamically while the vehicle's out there, could possibly save up to 10% of their routes, 100,000 miles. Think of the fuel that saves, the wear and tear, the speed. So the premise and promise of quantum is just massive. And that, to me, has a way, to, a opportunity of changing so many things we do today. Well, Chris, I mean, those are very impressive, and those are all in itself separate discussions, which I'll love to have you back on. No problem. So, Chris, once again, thanks for being on the show today. Chris Fitzgerald, Chief Technology Officer of NTT Data. Uh, we've been talking about Chris. We've been talking about NTT Data, as well as their Open Innovation Contest 10.0. And again, we encourage many startups who have uh, thoughts around the challenge areas to apply now. And you can go to the oi.nttdata.com slash en slash contest. For more information, you can email Chris's office, office of CTO at nttdata.com. Or you can come to our website, svn.biz, go to the direct link for more information. And as always, any questions or comments about today's show, email us at info at svn.biz, and we'll see you next week. The NTT Open Innovation Contest 10.0 is now open for submissions. Interested startups should definitely check this out. Your company could win up to $100,000 of funding and win a trip to Tokyo to get shepherded by NTT Data's ecosystem. Go to oi.nttdata.com or svn.biz for more information. You've been listening to Silicon Valley Insider with Keith Koo. For questions or comments on today's program or to schedule a complimentary consultation with Keith about your business, call 1-888-828-SVIN. That's 1-888-828-7846. 888-828-SVIN. 